Happy full moon in Virgo. This Virgo full moon becomes exact on Friday, March 18th at 3.18 a.m. New York time, which is 7.18 Greenwich Mean Time. Virgo is an earth sign that is represented by the maiden. It is associated with Persephone in Greek mythology. Virgo is very much associated with the wheat crop, as the ancients thought that Virgo, the second largest constellation in the sky, appeared to be a woman with wings carrying a sheaf of wheat. In the northern hemisphere, the final third of summer, which is Virgo season, has historically been the time when the most crops are reaped. In order to reap crops, of course, it requires discipline, planning, and pragmatism. I picture the seven of pentacles when I think of these qualities. And these are three qualities that the sign of Virgo models for the rest of the zodiac. Virgo means virgin in Latin. The sign of Virgo is also associated with purity and self-sufficiency. The Virgo glyph is an M with a tail that turns inward, representative of Virgo's ability to introspect and discern. It also may represent sexual shyness as Scorpio, the most outwardly sexual of signs, has a glyph that is an M with a tail that is outward pointing, representing a phallus. Virgo is a mutable sign that brings logic, order, practicality, ritual, communication, and understanding into focus. It opposes the sun in the mutable water sign of Pisces. The Virgo-Pisces axis is about the logical versus the intuitive, the spiritual versus the material, and the unmanifest versus the manifest. Virgo seeks to understand, while Pisces simply feels. Virgo is the material, while Pisces is the spiritual. Virgo is the manifest, while Pisces is the unmanifest or the potential. During this full moon time, we have the opportunity to find a balance between thinking and feeling and to use logical analysis and, and communication to our advantage. Virgo is ruled by Mercury, which joins the Sun currently in Pisces. Virgo rules over the sixth house in astrology, which includes the themes of physical health, practicality, logic, organization, goal setting, action, and community service. These themes are the focus right now. With the sun and moon both forming supportive aspects to destructive and transformative Pluto and Capricorn, the sun sextiles it and the moon trines it, and to the north node in Taurus, and the same, the sun sextiles the north node and the moon trines it, there is a strong opportunity right now to solve problems create solutions, and experience deep, much-needed transformation that will serve us for the long term through the use of all things Virgo, logic, planning, goal-setting, discipline, and communication. And this possibility also applies to the world stage. So let's hope that with this energy, there can be some peaceful solutions found to the current really difficult and scary issues that are facing the world right now. Bringing it back to the personal, in short, this is a time to get your life in order. It's a time to let your logical mind serve you. It's time to find practical solutions. Your physical body and daily rituals should be the focus over the next 28 days. Journaling will be extra helpful at this time. To figure out what you personally need to work on during the next 28 days and beyond, Start with what's closest to you, your own flesh and bones.
How has your body been feeling? Have you been sleeping enough? Have you been exercising sufficiently? Are you eating well? Are you drinking enough water? Are you drinking high-quality water? Are there some medical issues that need to be addressed? The name of the game now and for the next 28 days is self-care. Putting yourself first is a great act of kindness towards yourself. And of course, the more your own cup is filled, the more effectively you are able to help others or make them smile. Ultimately, you come into this world with yourself, you are with yourself 24-7, and you leave this planet with yourself. No one else is going to put you first. Self-care is not an easy thing to master because we tend to fall into patterns of complacency. It is normalized on our planet for people to get into a routine consisting of survival, working for money, taking care of their home, their family, sleep, and entertainment, and that's it. Most people leave little wiggle room or have little wiggle room to optimize their physical and mental health through healthy routines. It's definitely something that I've struggled with as well, and thus it's a constant lesson that I'm being called to master. Self-discipline is what separates those who experience a high level of success as opposed to moderate or little success. Both being and doing are relevant and important in a spiritual awakening journey, and even though it might at first seem a little contradictory, self-discipline with daily rituals can not only amplify and assist your ability to create and accomplish, which is the doing, but it can also assist you in better learning how to be, as good daily rituals will clear your mind of toxic thoughts, ground you, and get you excited about life. Here are some suggestions for adding some supportive daily rituals in honor of this Virgo full moon. Belly breathing meditation, mantra chanting, journaling, brain gym exercises. You can look those up on YouTube or Google. Cortices technique, ditto for that. Yoga, Tai Chi, or Qigong. Pulling a daily tarot card. A daily walk, jog, or bike ride. A daily fresh juice. Get your juicer out. A daily healthy smoothie. Get your blender out. Saying I love you to yourself in the mirror upon awakening and before bed. That's such a lovely practice. Daily reading time. Affirmations in the mirror. The emotional freedom technique or tapping. Daily cleaning or organizing time. A new healthy diet. And just as an aside, if you'd like to, if you'd like help figuring out what the best diet is for you, I'm a very talented medical intuitive and I can certainly look into that for you. I can tell you what's going on inside your body and which type of diet will best serve you to heal what you need to heal. And we also incorporate supplements and any other lifestyle changes that will assist you. Check out my medical intuitive readings or on my website, youareadivinehuman.org. Now here are some tips for implementing and actually keeping up with supportive and healthy daily rituals because the old adages, of course, you know, New Year's resolutions tend to go by the wayside after the first week, right? You know, uh, gym memberships spike 
during the first week uh, after the new year, and then most people just stop going. So it's um, easy to say yes after listening to this podcast. I'm all motivated. Thanks, Matt. I'm going to go ahead and uh, do all these new rituals, but how to keep them up. So here's some tips on how to actually keep up with your rituals. Start with one or two things at a time. Don't overload yourself. Keep discipline with those one or two rituals before adding anything else. Okay, so start slow. Plan ahead. Make it a no-brainer for you to actually do the ritual. Okay? An example is clean your juicer right after using it so it doesn't seem like such a chore. So it's ready to go next time you're going to use it. Place your running shoes right by the front door the night before so they're there when you walk down the stairs. Put your yoga mat right next to your bed so as soon as you wake up, it's there. Put your journal on your nightstand so it's there. Set alarms on your phone for times when you'd like to do a certain ritual. So right there in front of you, you hear the alarm and you know it's time. So you got to really kind of plan ahead because what happens, of course, is we think that we're going to do more than we end up doing usually and we kind of um, give ourselves too much of the benefit of the doubt sometimes when it comes to these things. Uh, And then when the time actually comes where we're supposed to do the ritual we planned, we're watching YouTube videos or we're watching TV or we just forgot about it, right? So really kind of make it more likely in whatever little ways that you're going to do whatever rituals you are planning to do. Keep a daily checklist on a piece of paper. Okay, you could keep a piece of paper on a clipboard, on your phone, or my preferred way is on a whiteboard. Okay, having a whiteboard has been really life-changing for me. I walk by it hundreds of times a day probably, and so I'm always there to see it. And I it keeps me on track with, with, with certain things. Have a consistent bedtime and wake-up time. Strive to do rituals at a consistent time of day. And this trains your brain to expect that you're going to do the ritual. So, for example, after you finish your lunch, that's when it's time for your walk or your run. Or, for example, evening time is your walk or run time. Or your meditation time is as soon as you get up. Maybe it's on your yoga mat. Before you even look at your phone, check your email, check your messages. And by the way, that's a really good idea is to have in mind something to do every morning before you check your email on your phone and check your text messages on your phone. Okay, that it's starting starting your day with meditation or yoga or tai chi or anything. It really sets a tone for you to have a great morning and probably a really great day. Create some sort of reward system. Allow yourself a treat or something special if you do your rituals for the whole week. So that really requires a lot of self-discipline because if, let's say your treat is ice cream or something and it's in the fridge and if you, you know, do your your daily one-hour walk or whatever for six out of seven days, you get the ice cream at the end of the week. That takes a lot of self-discipline. But if you're someone who is able to really take on that amount of self-discipline, I think it's a great thing to do is to allow yourself some sort of treat. Maybe it's going out for ice cream. Maybe it's um, watching a certain movie. 
that you've been planning to watch the whole week, something like that. But it is really important to work leisure and enjoyment and pleasure and dopamine spikes into our lives. It's just that the vast majority of people are doing it all the time. But those rare people, and if you're listening to this, I want you to be one of those rare people that are able to really structure and discipline their lives. Having that reward system is really helpful. Pre-schedule leisure time throughout the week. As I said, it's very important. But if you schedule it, I find that that's a really good idea. So pre-schedule your meetings with friends. Pre-schedule when you're just going to take some time to chill out and watch a movie. Don't try to schedule or plan too many rituals at once. Make it reasonable and attainable. Charge your phone in another room in order to prevent yourself from dawdling. So that's a really good trick if you are someone, and I am definitely like this sometimes if I'm not careful, that ends up just randomly scrolling YouTube or whatever and just watching stuff and laughing along and having fun, and then all of a sudden you just lost like 25 minutes of time where you could have been working. Charge your phone in, in another room. It's, that really works really well. Be mindful to avoid dopamine-releasing activities at night, especially late at night, like movies, video games, social media, scrolling, pornography, eating junk food, drug or alcohol use. The more you engage in those those really dopamine-spiking activities at night, you're going to just kind of burn yourself out, and it's going to lead more to depression, and it's also going to lead to addictive habits. So if you're someone that finds yourself getting into addictive dopamine spiking habits at night as many people do go to bed earlier go to bed earlier and you just avoid that all right and then when you wake up in the morning you're less likely to engage in those dopamine spiking activities they tend for most people to happen more at night put on music that will make it easier to do whatever you're desiring to do for that part of the day for example, classical music for studying, rock, pop, or rap, or hip-hop music for exercise, mantras for meditation. So use sound. Use sound to be... And, you know, I'm sure everyone listening to this has experienced it, how music can completely change your mood. You know, for me, if I want to really buckle down and get some work done, I have got my favorite rock music on. That helps me. And it's different for everyone. You know, someone else is going to prefer classical, but for me, it's it's rock. So that really helps me to just, I feel energized and boom, I'm just on my computer typing. I'm, I'm getting five different things at once. So use music to your advantage. Cleaning house, literally. If you're a Virgo sun or a Virgo rising, you're likely pretty organized already, but for the rest of us, this Virgo full moon is a much-needed reminder to clean up and organize our environment. It is certainly easier to have a calm and organized mind when your living environment is clean and organized. If your home is pretty messy, the best places to start are the areas where you spend the most time, like your bedroom, car, or living room, as these areas will most directly affect your energy field and mind. And then spread yourself out to other parts of your home. The garage, basement, and attic will probably end up being the last parts you uh, end up cleaning. 
Also, consider hiring help if it's really too daunting of a task or you just don't have the time. Balancing logic and psychic guidance and intuition. When the Virgo full moon rolls around annually, we get to see this interesting and important polarity play out between logic and intuition. The sun is joined by Mercury, the planet of communication and the ruling planet of Virgo, Jupiter, the planet of luck and expansion, and Neptune, the planet of mysticism, intuition, and illusion in Jupiter's home sign of Pisces. In fact, the Sun and Neptune, as well as Mercury and Jupiter, have conjunctions with one another with approximately 4 degrees of orb, while Jupiter conjuncts Neptune at 5 degrees of orb. So with this Pisces stellium, the ethereal intuitive Piscean energies are amplified at this time. We might say that the Virgo full moon has to work extra hard to balance out its polar opposite zodiac sign, Pisces. But let's talk a bit about how we can create a healthy balance between logic and psychic guidance and intuition. My moon sign is in Virgo, and this could be why I believe that one of my primary contributions to the spiritual community is my advocacy for the use of logic and practicality. Although there is a wealth of wonderful, helpful, and practical information, guidance, and psychic predictions out there on the internet, the space is quite honestly also riddled with misinformation, airy-fairy premises with little practical application, and false channelings. It's because of my own past experiences with false channelings, not-so-talented psychics, misinformation, and the illusions of the mind that I feel it is so important to emphasize the use of logic. I don't wish to use this particular podcast to go into a detailed diatribe on all the misinformation and false predictions that circled the spiritual communities of the internet over the past two years, but I would just like to point out that not everything you hear or read is necessarily accurate or a true channeling, regardless of who it is being channeled by or who it is being channeled from or who is the supposed entity that's channeling it through. I believe it is healthy to keep the viewpoint of a healthy skeptic no matter what, even if something feels true. You can believe something and still be open to it being wrong or incomplete. And yes, there are true channelings out there, but many are partially or fully coming from ego mind in reality. For those who work with me or know me personally, they're sometimes surprised at how logical I am considering my psychic abilities. In fact, I believe that one of the reasons I tend to be pretty clear and accurate with my psychic faculties is because I run whatever information I garner from my psychic pathways through a logical filter of does this make sense. And it really is a kind of an instant process for me. I receive the information and then there's, I imagine there's this little like gatekeeper. I was like, uh, does this make sense? Just double check that this is a real guidance or a real vision and not something that your mind is making up. And usually I'm pretty good. I'm not always perfect, of course, but I think I'm pretty good at discerning. And so that's, you know, one of the reasons why I like to help teach others how to discern. Logic and intuition do not have to be enemies. Another example, I'm a medical intuitive using psychic vision and abilities like I talked about before to receive information about what's going on inside the body. However, I'm also logical. I've studied human anatomy. You know, it's hard to see what's going on in the body if you don't know where the organs are. I regularly read abstracts of medical studies. I have extensively studied supplements and I continue to do so. I have stacks of alternative medical books in my office. I often encourage clients to get alternative medical testing done if they can afford it 
and I believe everyone should get at least a yearly blood test to keep track of some crucial markers. I believe test numbers, blood test numbers, are a necessary complement to intuitive information. Another example, one of my favorite books is called Expansion for Ascending Consciousness by Todd R. Devine. It's an in-depth, channeled, scientific explanation of the quantum physics of the universe and ascension. After reading the book a few years back, it affirmed my belief that almost everything is explicable logically. I highly recommend checking out his books if you are scientifically minded or you're curious. They are slow reads as they carry an incredible amount of very complex information. The books are mind-blowing and there's absolutely nothing like them that you've read in any more mainstream scientific publications. And I'd also highly recommend checking out the collaborations that Todd and I did on my YouTube channel. The link to my YouTube channel is in the pinned comment below if you're listening on YouTube. Please go and click over to my YouTube channel. I'd really appreciate it if you'd subscribe. I'm really excited. I'm getting close to 3,000 subscribers pretty soon. So please do subscribe. And if you go back in my videos, you'll find it's a two-part series, the interviews I did with uh, Todd Devine. There, we did almost six hours in total. It's so fascinating. People really loved watching these, uh, these shows that Todd and I did together. Anyways, my point with all this is that logic isn't something that needs to be demonized while we are on the spiritual journey. Not at all. You can live from your heart and make some important decisions from the gut while still using your logical mind to navigate the majority of your life. I mean, if you really think about it, most of the decisions you make throughout the day anyways are logic-based. You have a set of things you need to want to accomplish during the day, and you use your logical mind to get from one step to the next. Another thing I'd like to address is the topic of intuitive eating. Many people are following this trend, which I think is great as long as logic isn't completely thrown out the window. I think it's a great idea to pay attention to what feels like your body is needing, you know, more protein, more fat, more fruit, whatever. However, I do believe that you should have a general plan as well that is based on logic. For example, if you're trying to lose weight, you want to go either high carb, low fat or low fat, high carb. That's just biology chemistry intermittent fasting is a great option for some people and that's something that you should be planned out logically fasting will not work if you listen to your body is naturally you're going to get hungry and want to break the fast the length of your fast should be pre-planned as should what you're going to eat going into it and coming out of the fast and don't be stupid and say you're going to fast for like 40 days just out of the blue be reasonable with yourself Okay, start with a 24-hour fast. Then the next time, if you want to do 36 hours, 48 hours. And, and if you have done a 48 fast, I'm not calling you stupid. I just, for most people, it's a really terrible idea. can completely destroy your gut bacteria. can destroy your adrenals. Like, most people should not be doing 40-day fasts. Start with something reasonable. Start with something reasonable. 24-hour fast, water fast, great idea. Okay? Plan it out logically is my point. Another thing is my advice is not to choose supplements or homeopathic remedies based purely on intuition. I've tried doing things like that. I've tried it with muscle testing and I didn't have a whole lot of success. Rather consult with someone like myself or 
a naturopath or an integrative medical doctor or a homeopath, okay? And have someone who knows what they're talking about give you a plan based on which supplements or remedies will logically ameliorate the conditions or symptoms they're intending to work on. I have a great respect for homeopaths, for example, who use a logic progression, a logical progression of questions to evaluate the patient's constitution, then often use a bit of intuition on top. It's like the intuition is kind of sprinkled on top to choose the best remedy if there are several possibilities, as is usually the case. Eckhart Tolle, who is probably the person I respect most in the spiritual community, in the New Age circles, was once asked in one of his talks how to make decisions. And I forget which video this came from, so I'm paraphrasing. But I recall him saying to first use your logical mind to eliminate any potential choices that aren't possible or don't make sense at the time. Then from a place of presence, use your intuition to choose. I love that perspective. We are logical beings and we don't need to throw out logic completely. Sometimes what's most logical is the only really feasible or realizable choice. When logic says there are several choices that are plausible, feasible, and realizable, that's when it's a great opportunity to utilize intuition and to make the best possible choice. When intuition is strongly telling you to choose one thing over another, even if it might seem less logical than the other choice, then you should at least acknowledge and consider what your intuition has to say, as long as there would be at least some logic to choosing the, at first glance, less logical choice. Again, we don't want to throw logic completely out the window. You know, for example, let's say you felt a strong, undeniable call to walk off a trail. Even if you couldn't explain why, your logical mind could at least give a plausible, plausible explanation for it, like perhaps there's a special rock or stone or place that you're meant to see. Your logical mind could warn you to watch out for poison ivy or oak along the way. That would be an example of a reasonable and healthy merging of logic and intuition. The thing is, though, what seems like intuition isn't always actually intuition, which complicates things. I've seen and spoken to a lot of people who thought their intuition was telling them to do something, and it turned out it was actually an illusion of the ego mind. This happened to a lot of clients of mine. And a lot of times, I end up being the one that brings them back to reality after other psychics or so-called psychics have corroborated their delusions. This happened to me totally during a period of my life when I was taking part in a lot of plant medicine ceremonies. I was way too much in the astral misinterpreting illusion as intuition. A, an example I'll never forget, and you know, because it was with my dear friend that ended up leaving the planet, but we were at a supermarket one night just having fun, hanging out, talking. We'd been talking about intuition over the days prior. And trying to figure out together like what intuition is and how better to use it. He randomly grabbed some sort of box product from the dry food section. And then he took it and he dropped it in the frozen section with the ice cream. <laughs> and I asked him why he did it. And he said that his intuition told him to do it. And it was in that moment I had an epiphany. I realized that there's a fine line between intuition, impulse, and illusion derived from the ego mind because i'm quite sure that there what he was feeling wasn't actually intuition it was an impulse both intuition and illusion lie in that realm of pisces and neptune to discern which is which isn't easy and in fact for most of us will take a lifetime of figuring out 
It's not something I've completely figured out myself yet either, even though I it's my career to figure it out. I do the best I can and always try to merge logic and intuition as much as possible. I wrote an ebook a few years back called Developing the Skills of Discernment and Intuition. A lot of my listeners already have it. It's free. If you don't have it yet, please email me. My email is in the pinned comment below. It or it's you are a divine human at gmail.com. It's super simple. If you'd like a copy, I'd be happy to send it to you and I'll just enroll you in my free email list. In general, intuition is very subtle. While ego mind is often coercing, impulsive, or has a story behind it. You know, for example, my friend that I was talking about, he went on to explain to me that the box product was supposed to be with the ice cream for some reason. And I really do think that was impulse rather than intuition. My favorite method for making decisions is to check with the body. What does my body feel when I think about choice A? What does my body feel when I think about choice B? Great way to make decisions. and it. But the thing is, it's not even foolproof. Because sometimes a choice might be the best thing for you, but it might feel anxious because you're just kind of scared to do it. So you got to always keep in mind, there is that caveat that eh, it's not 100%. You got to think about what emotions could kind of be masquerading as feelings in your body. But for the most part, it's a pretty accurate method for making decisions. Another good method is to put your hand over your heart. I love this. And ask if a certain decision is in the highest good for your evolution. So say, if I did this, would it be in the highest good for my evolution? And then feel the sensation in your heart. Does it feel like angel wings in your heart are going up, which is likely an aligned decision? Or those angel wings are going down and kind of dying, maybe a not-so-aligned decision. The tarot is a fantastic tool to assist in decision-making. However, it should not be a replacement for actually making a decision. I've really become best friends again with my tarot deck over the past two years. Why did I ever take a few years off of it? And I find it to be really helpful in showing me the energies present in the situation I'm inquiring about. However, the tarot will never make a decision for you. It's only there to help clarify the situation, give you a sense of possible outcomes. And it should be noted that fear or anxiety will cloud the cards when you're reading for yourself and can sometimes give you false readings. So if you're anxious or fearful, then either don't read or have someone else read for you. And if you would like to learn the tarot the right way, if you want to learn to be a tarot reader, if you want to learn to enhance your psychic faculties, or your psychic practice by using tarot cards. It's, I started as a tarot reader a long, long time ago, and it, it, I just have a great relationship with the tarot. As I said, I did take a few years off. In my course, I explained why. But I love the tarot. I love teaching it, and I am having a 13-week comprehensive tarot reading course. It starts April 23rd. It's on Saturdays, 13 Saturdays. We end up in, We finish up in mid-August. And it is a really good price for the fact that you get 38 hours of live instruction. You get a certification and you get a free 45-minute reading with me. There's a 25% off special between now and April 3rd at 11.59 p.m. So if you want to sign up and get that 25% early bird special, please go to my website. The link is in the description in the pinned comment below and click on the events courses webinars tab and scroll down until you find the tarot course
Another fine line that is difficult to discern is fear versus intuition. If you're feeling the need to avoid something, it is, is that your intuition or is that a fear? Again, it's hard to tell like all this, but the number one thing I would pay attention to is whether there's a long story behind it, which is likely fear, or if it's a subtle feeling that you should avoid something, which is more likely intuition. In some cases, logic may be telling you to make a certain choice, but a subtle feeling is telling you to avoid it. In that case, do pay attention to your intuition. And again, if you think about it further, you should be able to come up with a logical explanation as to why you should listen to your intuition. The merging of logic and intuition. Ideally, logic and intuition line up. That's the sweet spot. That's that sweet spot of the bat. Okay, When both your logical mind and your intuitive body says, yes, this is the right decision, or no, avoid this. It's hard to make a bad decision when you when you go get when you get it from that place. Even if the decision doesn't work out in the end or unexpected results come about from that decision, it would be hard to blame yourself for the decision you made when it comes from that logic and intuition lining up. Likely if the outcome wasn't what you wanted, it was exactly the experience you needed anyways and your soul was leading you there. I'd like to finish up this section by quoting Eckhart Tolle from a 2018 video I found on YouTube called Can We Trust Our Feelings and Intuition? And he said, Intuition comes out of presence. There is a quiet strength behind your feeling. You may not be able to explain to others why. There is a peaceful quality to it. Let me repeat that. Intuition comes out of presence. There is a quiet strength behind your feeling. You may not be able to explain to others why. And there's a peaceful quality to it. I love that. It's a great reminder on what intuition feels like. As I spoke about earlier, this negotiation between logic and intuition is a lifelong journey. If you'd like to really dig even further, and I know I gave you a lot for free here, but if you'd really like to dig in further with me in, on, in this fascinating topic, please go ahead and purchase the recording of last month's Mastering Your Intuition course. That is available on that same page on my website, you are a divinehuman.org and go to the events course and webinars page. Mastering your intuition, mastering empowerment course. And just to finish up, we could also say that the interplay between logic and intuition is the interplay and cooperation between the left masculine brain and the right feminine brain. And this is very apropos now with the equinox, equinox coming up in just a few days and more on that later. Establishing coherence between the left and right brains is an important part of the spiritual journey. Physically, brain gym exercise and cortices technique, as I mentioned before, are helpful. Okay, search for them on Google or YouTube. You'll find them. Balancing logic and intuition in your life and honoring and utilizing both is another important journey in establishing greater balance between these two brain hemispheres. Letting go of fear and worry. Another aspect of Neptune, which is quite activated in this full moon chart, is fear, especially fear caused by illusion. Have you ever seen the acronym for fear? I don't know who created this in the first place, but it's brilliant. False evidence appearing real, F-E-A-R. That is a great moniker to remember at this time. Release worry and fear and get into the Piscean flow of life. One of the shadow aspects of Virgo is overthinking fear and paranoia. 
when this overthinking arises as it does from time to time for all of us including moi with my moon in virgo definitely an overthinker use the breath to settle your mind okay do some simple deep breathing meditation it could take you 30 seconds all right and turn your attention towards gratitude and beauty my dog nature and music always do that trick for me worry is the act we could say of the virgo mind against acting against itself as tole says either accept the situation or change it all else is madness i love that quote worrying about something does nothing to improve the situation solutions which come from the higher aspect of the virgo mind arise when one is relaxed and feels safe this is why sometimes solutions of problems come when you least expect them to like when you're in the shower or on a walk you're relaxed receptive and not pushing too hard for a solution or overthinking and boom a solution comes my parents are warriors their parents were warriors so naturally i've always been a warrior i'm always working on quieting my mind what i've discovered is that worry is never actually about the situation at hand rather it's a pattern of ego mind that simply transfers its influence from one situation to the next the situation is not the problem it's the underlying pattern of worry that's the problem so the solution is almost always to divert one's attention to the present moment to beauty to gratitude to something of a higher vibration and the more deep breathing that you do throughout the day the more relaxed your nervous system is and the less overactive your mind will tend to be and that plays right into the first section of this podcast which is talking about daily rituals if you could do some deep breathing or any type of meditation or yoga or tai chi first thing in the morning and then ideally do it again in the afternoon or the evening it is so helpful improving communication virgo is ruled by mercury the king of communication the most effective way to become a better communicator is to learn to listen better actually by listening better we're giving the other person the gift of being heard which is so often the underlying reason why we have conversations with one another in the first place it feels good to be heard the best interviewers out there are the ones that you can tell listen very well they're present in the conversation and thus they ask compelling follow-up questions that make for a really interesting interview a poor interviewer will usually be nervous stuck in their head and ask only the pre-written questions as they're not really listening to what the interviewee is saying being present in our interactions with others enhances our quality of life immensely conversations become much more enjoyable when you listen better and by listening better to someone else's stories and experiences it's more likely that they'll reciprocate to you by listening to your stories and experiences being heard opens the heart and makes us want to make space to hear someone else another great tactic is taking a pause before you respond to anything anyone says it is never wise to respond to anything something says with anger as anger only will make communication worse or cause further problems making it a habit to pause before responding gives you a buffer that ensures you won't say something you later regret even when you're not feeling triggered taking a pause before responding allows you another moment to collect your thoughts and to make an even more effective statement those with high levels of charisma generally pause before speaking or, or responding 
Another important part of learning better communication is boundary setting. Be honest with yourself and others about how you're willing to communicate and what's acceptable and unacceptable as far as the way that another person is communicating with you. There will be times when you simply don't feel like communicating, and that's okay. Honor that. It's okay to tell someone no. It's okay to tell someone you're too tired or you need space to yourself. It's okay to tell someone you need a break. It's okay to tell someone you're uncomfortable or it's not a good time. It's okay to reschedule commitments. Honoring these feelings builds healthy self-esteem. The most difficult people in your life to set proper boundaries with may very well be family members. They have known you for a long time, and they may think it's okay to treat you like they've treated you all along or when you were a child. They may not be able to see or perceive how you have evolved and shifted. With family members, you must remember that you are allowed to evolve and you are allowed to change your boundaries when you feel it's necessary. Sometimes a family member will actually be open to discussing a boundary if you give them the chance. It's best to always give others the benefit of the doubt, though if someone really won't honor your boundaries, family member or not, you may sometimes need to reduce or even fully walk away from communicating with them. Another really awesome way to improve communication is to give out more compliments. Oh, this is so nice. People love receiving compliments, and you'll find that as you dish out compliments to others, you'll find them coming back to you in unexpected and heartwarming moments. So go ahead and give someone else a compliment today, and give yourself one. Equinox and Astrological New Year. The first equinox of 2022 occurs at 11.34 a.m. New York time, which is 15.34 Greenwich Mean Time on Sunday, March 20th. It is, of course, the spring or vernal equinox in the northern hemisphere and the autumnal equinox in the southern hemisphere. In the pagan tradition, it is known as Ostara in the northern hemisphere. The equinox marks midway between the solstices, and it's a time when daylight and nighttime are of approximately equal length everywhere on the planet. It is also the moment when the sun moves into the cardinal sign of Aries, the first sign of the zodiac wheel, thus marking the astrological new year. The energetic template of this day is all about balance, including balance between the feminine and masculine energies, the yin and the yang, the inner and outer experiences, as well as, like we talked about, the right and left hemispheres of the brain. Ask yourself how balance fits into your life at the current moment and what you need to do to become more balanced in all ways. Where are you over-focused, and where are you under-focused? And that really is great for Virgo season, for the Virgo full moon as well. So journal on that. Where are you over-focused, and where are you under-focused? In what moments of your life do you feel most balanced? It's a great question. When do I feel most balanced? It's probably going to be meditation or out in nature or maybe at your job or whatever and how can you apply that feeling of centeredness to other aspects of your life hopefully you feel centered at your job i certainly do but i have a really cool job so if you don't feel centered at your job it might be a sign that maybe it's not the career that matches best with your personality or it could be a sign maybe if you're in a high stress job that you love You just need to meditate a little bit before and during the day. Ostara is the pagan festival that celebrates the spring equinox. It is likely derived from an Anglo-Saxon goddess named Easter. 
and it's spelled E-O-S-T-R-E. Easter, the holiday, is almost certainly derived from Ostera, as the symbology is similar. In Ostera, the hare and the egg are most prominent. The hare is a symbol for the moon, and the egg is a symbol for fertility, birth, growth, and abundance. The moon is said to die every morning and be reborn each night, thus being a symbol for immortality. So the energies of Ostera have to do with health, wealth, abundance, birth, and rebirth. When we transition into fiery, airy season, the focus should be on carrying the momentum of all the practical measures and steps forward you make following this Virgo full moon into creating as much, as much as possible that you want for yourself right now. With all the planets still direct, the energy is super ripe right now for creation and accomplishment. Aries, ruled by Mars, is in charge of physical vitality, sport, and sex, especially the masculine aspect of sex. It is the most masculine-oriented sign. During Aries season, pushing your physical body is a great idea. Go to the gym, go on hikes, lift weights, play sports, etc. Sport can be an incredibly spiritual experience, and my, those of my listeners that are current or ex-athletes know this. Wishing you a wonderful and productive full moon in Virgo, a blessed equinox, and a blessed Ostara. With love, this is Matthew John. And thank you so, so much for listening to this podcast. Before you go, please do me a huge favor. Like and subscribe if you're not already subscribed to the Higher Self channel. Please check out the links in the pinned comment below here on YouTube. Please go to my YouTube channel and subscribe. As I said, I'd love to get up to 3,000 soon. It would be really awesome. I put up at least one video a month exclusively on my channel. And also, I'd love for you to check out my website. It's youaredivinehuman.org. By the way, if you're not familiar with me, I uh, my name is Matthew John. Hopefully, you know you know that by now. But I'm a spiritual teacher, intuitive healer, psychic, energy healer, starseed guide, medical intuitive, and much more. I've been doing this for uh, for a long time, and I serve hundreds of people every year all around the globe in private sessions and in courses that I put on. And I'd love for you to check out my website. It's got everything on there to know about me. There's a whole library of totally free articles about astrology and other things, videos about all sorts of different spiritual topics, shows and interviews that I've done, collaborations with other, with other creators out there. It's youareadivinehuman.org, all spelled out, youareadivinehuman.org. The link, again, is in the pinned comment below if you're listening on YouTube. And as I said, I do have my Master Your Intuition Master Empowerment course for sale. Okay, that is just $33. It was almost three hours of really in-depth instruction on intuition development, psychic development, developing your clairs, you know, clairvoyance, claircognizance, etc., doing dowsing, and much more. It's really, really great. Everyone that was on the live call gave me really good feedback about uh, that course. That's available for purchase on the events course and webinars page. And also you can check out the details of my comprehensive tarot reading course. As I said, it starts April 23rd and that 25% off early bird deal only goes until the end of the day on April 3rd. Okay. And I also offer private sessions. What I'm doing now is signing people up for my very popular spiritual mentoring program to get started in April. 
A lot of you that are listening have already done the spiritual mentoring program and a lot of you have loved it and it's been really helpful and transformational for you. I really do believe so much in my work. I believe that this is the most transformational package out there on the internet and it's also extremely affordable, okay, compared to other packages that people offer uh, in the new age circles. My rates are very reasonable and I get told that all the time that compared to some other stuff that people have seen, it's very reasonable. Go to my website, youareadivinehuman.org. Scroll your mouse over private sessions. Click on the first tab, spiritual mentoring packages. I'll just briefly tell you what you get in these packages and maybe it'll pique your interest. Package A is called Transformation Healing. You get four 90-minute plus private sessions in total with me including the first session, which is called the soul plan reading. I'm looking into your life plan, your soul contracts, your past lives, what's going on in your present life, the energies surrounding you, future timelines, most likely timeline, other possible timelines, least less likely timelines that still could happen. Okay, we talk about your soul's mission in this life. We dig into your astrology, dig into your natal chart. And any questions that you have, you want to connect with spirit guides, you want to connect with a loved one that's on the other side, you want to uh, connect with a, a past life that you feel holds some key to figuring out your present life, whatever it is, you have questions about anything, I should be able to answer pretty much any question that you pose to me. And we have a whole hour and 40 minutes to really dig in deep. Second session is the Angel Energy Healing and Aura Cleansing Session. It also includes a soul retrieval, an inner child healing, and an unhealthy attachments purging ceremony. It's a nearly two-hour energy healing shamanic session. We're going to go in and heal a lot of stuff that's on the inside. You're going to feel a lot of relief. And then when we do the actual energy work on your chakras, it's very intricate. It's kind of like energetic surgery. We're working with a team of angelic beings that are going to be right there with you working on your chakras, okay, taking out energy that needs to be taken out, replacing it with brand new energy, helping the chakras to grow and reach their highest potential. And we're also going to clean out your entire auric field of any debris, of any entities, parasites, implants, anything you don't want in there. We're going to clear anything that needs to be cleared. So it's a really comprehensive cleansing session. And the number one thing I hear from people after this session is, oh my God, I feel so clear. I feel so good. I feel so light. And we will also work on physical issues. And I have had success with people, especially this past year, over uh, with physical issues. And it's really, uh, it's so exciting for me when someone does come in with a physical issue. And after one energy healing session or multiple, it's better and it remains better. I, I love that. Third session, speaking of physical health, we do the medical intuitive intuitive nutrition reading. I talked a little bit about that before. I'm using my psychic vision to scan inside your body, take a look at your organs, take a look at your blood, take a look at things like parasites, bacteria, candida, digestive enzymes, uh, your hydrochloric acid in your stomach, all sorts of functional medical things. We'll also be going logically, as I talked about, over your medical history. Uh, I'll ask you about test results and things like that. We're going to get a whole, I'm going to get a whole picture from the logical and intuitive psychic side of your health. We'll talk about the metaphysical and past life um, causes of anything that's going on and also the physical causes and the emotional causes, you know, address things on all levels and then put together a protocol of supplements, maybe even homeopathy, diet, lifestyle changes, affirmations, and much more to help you recover from whatever you're struggling with, no matter how long you've been struggling with it going to put together something that will help you 
And if your health is great, this session is good for you too. As I mentioned, it'll help you find the best diet, help you find um, the best supplements to optimize your cognitive clarity or your sleep or your energy levels. There's always optimization that can be had. There's always cleansing that can be done as well. In the fourth session, this is one of the most popular sessions that I have that people love is the Starseed Discovery Session. This session, uh, I'm guiding you on a journey, on an astral journey to your home planet or place of origin if you are a Starseed. And if you're listening to this, you very likely are a Starseed. And I'm going to give you not only the experience, which is amazing. It's kind of like a bucket list experience. People cry. People have such emotional reactions. And they describe something like, oh, my God, this is I've never felt more home. That's the number one thing people say is this feels so much like home. And that's why the emotions come. It's a feeling of reconnection with where you actually come from. But I'm also going to kind of logically lay out for you where you come from. You went from this place to this place or you're from this place and you're fractalized into this many pieces. So I'm going to help you to intellectually understand as well your soul's galactic history. It's absolutely fascinating. And really, I've been doing this for a while, and I have so many accounts of people going to all sorts of different places in the universe, and I have a very deep understanding of what it means to be a starseed and how the whole starseed paradigm works, okay? So that's all in package A, four private sessions with me, plus my Putting the Past in the Past webinar, my Mastering Your Intuition um, Mastery Empowerment course, and my Spiritual Hygiene Core Cutting Grounding 101 Mastery Empowerment course, my Guided Meditation to Meet Your Spirit Guides and Activate Psychic Gifts, my my ebook I mentioned before, and you get unlimited email support between calls. Okay, I'm supporting you as much as I can. And you get $100 off the tarot course if it if you sign up after April 3rd. If you sign up for before April 3rd, then the tarot course, you'd get 25% off, okay? There's two payment options on this. Also, if you are in Australia, you get a 25% discount. If you're in Canada, you get a 20% discount. If you are in New Zealand, you get a 30% discount. And if you are in the Ukraine or you are a Ukrainian refugee, please email me and we'll work something out. You know, it'll probably be vastly, vastly discounted. Um, that's package A. Package B is transformation healing plus a past life regression. Past life regression, I always talk about it, was one of the most important things I did early on in my spiritual journey. It helped me to understand why I faced with so many challenges in this life. I always think of what I learned in that past life regression, which was like over a decade ago now. It really is another one of those bucket list things, and it's so functional. It's so helpful to actually go on an astral journey to experience other lifetimes. You'll step into the bodies of other people that you were in other lives on earth and then to understand what karma got carried over from those lifetimes what is still affecting you in your current lifetime from those lifetimes what souls were there in those lifetimes that are in your current lifetime past life regression is re- I, I recommend everyone if you're in this spiritual community do at least one past life regression with me or someone else that you trust at least once in your life package c has everything i mentioned package a and b plus and a one-hour, 10-minute future self-progression session. This is really cool. This is an astral journey into your future on your highest possible timeline. So you're going to see how things play out on that highest possible timeline, which is a very possible timeline. It's the one we want for you, ideally. And you're going to see when and how things play out. And it really gives people such a sense of hope and motivation. Perfect for this Virgo full moon, for the Aries 
uh, season coming up in a couple days here and for all Planets Direct right now. Okay, And you also get 13 other bonus webinars with the uh, Package C. So it comes out to almost 40 hours of content to do on your site. The bonus content to do on the site is not required. If you have the time, you're going to learn so much and get so much healing done by listening or watching the webinars. If you don't have time, don't worry about it. We'll just do the private sessions, okay? So package A, B, and C all have the two-payment option and those discounts I talked about. There's also different tiers of package D, okay? If you want additional sessions, you get 10, 15, or 20 total. You have up to a year, an entire year to use up the sessions. And the more sessions you purchase up front, the steeper the discount, okay? So if you're looking to have someone as a coach as well, because that's how I start. I started as a a tarot reader and a life coach, okay, a long time ago. And the life coaching, I still call myself a life coach. Life coaching is kind of the thread that weaves through all the other work I do. I'm there serving as a mentor and a coach for you, okay? So if you want to work with a mentor and a coach long-term, look into Package D. All of the types of sessions that I mentioned are available for purchase a la carte on my website. If a package doesn't work for you, you can schedule your own time and pay. It's very easy on my website. And if you are interested in any of the webinars that are available, go to my, go to that page, the private sessions tab, and scroll over private sessions, click your mouse on the first tab, it's spiritual mentoring packages. See all the uh, different webinars you get as a bonus in package C, they're awesome. Any of those that you want to purchase a la carte, you can. They are available on the events, courses, and webinars page. Or you can also purchase all the webinars just as a package. And that's also available on the events, courses, and webinars page. If you have any questions about the spiritual mentoring package, about any of the webinars or courses, about the tarot course, about anything else, you have any questions about anything I talked about in this podcast, about the full moon, if you have any questions about astrology in general, you have any questions about anything you think I might know about, you have any personal questions, you just want to contact me and say hi, anything at all, I'm super easy to get a hold of and I always do respond. Okay, on my website, if you're on your uh, on a desktop or laptop, super easy. You'll see when you go to my website, youareadivinehuman.org. In the bottom right corner of the screen, there's my photo, and it says, Matthew, John, have questions, ask Matthew. Just type in a correct email address in your question, okay, and it goes to my email. Um, if you uh, don't see that, you can scroll your mouse over the more button, click on contact me, and contact me that way. Or you, if you're on mobile, you can just click on the mail icon when you go to my website and send me an email, or you can find me on Instagram at Matthew John Healer and send me a DM there. It's at Matthew John Healer. Okay. Um, and you can also, of course, leave a comment below on this video. I do appreciate all the comments and I do read them. Okay, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. I really look forward to speaking to you in a fortnight on the upcoming Aries New Moon. Please remember to be kind to yourself, to be kind to others, to be kind to animals, and to be kind to the earth. With love, this is Matthew John.